Hey folks, and welcome back to the Small Tech Podcast by IFMIF Creative. I'm your host, Raf, and today we're going to be talking about automation. So specifically, I want to talk about sort of internal process automation and the tools that you can use for that, why you should, why you shouldn't, pros and cons. Um, And we'll dive into some of the specific tools that we've used. Of course, all of this in the context of small tech, building a small tech business. And yeah, let's, uh, let's get right into it. So why would you want to use any automation tools for your business? It seems pretty obvious. You want to reduce the time spent on repetitive tasks. You want to give people more time back to do creative work or other types of work. Specifically in the context of a small tech business, I think there's a lot of work that we do across different tools, across databases and spreadsheets and documents and email and I don't know, all kinds of other things. Um, Maybe your accounting tool or your payment processor. And when you move back and forth between all of these tools, I think there is some mental overhead that's required for that. The sort of context switching between one app and another. And it just takes time to like manually move stuff around. And computers are really good at moving bits of data around. So why not use the computers to do that type of work? There is a specific example in my mind of taking certain types of transactions in a payment processor like Stripe, moving that into a CRM, making sure that a given user is properly tagged based off of that, maybe moving that information into a a marketing automation tool uh, to automate some communications. So that type of process where you're just saying, oh yeah, this type of transaction came through and we want to make sure that we have a record of that in other tools that we're using to make sure that that triggers some other workflows or that the right people are aware of that context. That's the type of work that I'm talking about with these types of automation tools. So That was the why and the context of what you might do with them. But why might you not want to use them? Because they're not always the right choice. Sometimes it's better to have a human do these things, even if a computer could do them more efficiently. In my experience, there's basically two reasons that you would want to avoid automating this type of work. The first is there is some overhead to setting up the automation. Even with the most user-friendly tools, there's some debugging that you have to do. There's just things that you want to make sure that you've got down properly if you're going to depend on this automation. And the time required to make sure that all of that is working nicely if that effort is not worth the time that it saves you, then don't do it. Uh, If there's a task that takes you five minutes once a week, you probably don't want to spend a whole lot of time managing the automation and specifically also the cost. And yeah, maybe the dollars spent are just not worth it on those types of tasks. The other side of it is once you start depending on automations, you are to some extent 
locking in that process. Of course, you can make changes to the automation, but there's a lot more friction in changing how different tools are connected over changing just a human's sort of behavior. So if you just tell someone like, oh, actually, we're going to stop doing that. Uh, we're going to move this thing to this other tool instead. Then you just tell them that and you're good to go. Whereas if you were depending on these automations, then you have to either rebuild them or reconfigure your tools to make sure that they aren't depending on this data coming in. Um, so I feel like that wasn't a really great way of explaining what I mean. But essentially, yeah, you once you automate things, you are putting a process in place and moving away from that in a technical sense can often be harder than moving away from that in a human sense. That's basically it. So yeah, let's talk about a couple of the tools that we have used. And I'm going to break these down into sort of third-party automation tools. And then I'm going to give you some examples of some internal automation tools, um, which will make more sense in a second. Um, so the biggest name out there uh, that it feels like everyone knows about is uh, Zapier. So Zapier is, I think, the one that just seems to have the most integrations. So if you are looking to integrate tool X with tool Y, they probably have a marketing page that is very well SEO optimized uh, that you will find when you search for how to integrate tool X with tool Y. They seem to cover a lot of the tools that we have come across. They make it quite easy to build workflows to automate all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they are very, very user friendly. Lots of integrations. Nice tool. Little pricey. Uh, I find, uh, and I've found that our clients have found, uh, that it gets, uh, pricey faster than they would expect. Another one that I have tried is called Pipe Dream. This one is very developer focused. They used to have a pricing system that I liked more than Zapier. Now it looks a lot more similar, though... Yeah, I think their free tier is perhaps still a little more generous. And it's very focused on developers. So you build your workflows in a very similar way that you might in Zapier. But a lot of it is using text and code. Even if you have sort of a visual builder within it, you're kind of interacting with code. And you can actually just write straight up code quite nicely in there, which to be fair, you can also do in Zapier. But I feel like the pipe dream experience is a little better optimized for, for coding than the Zapier code blocks. Yeah, so that's another interesting one, especially if you're familiar with code. The third I want to talk about is called Make, and it used to be called Integromat. It costs a lot less than the previous two. So if you are looking for something and you are on a tighter budget, I would definitely look at that first. I haven't used it in a few years, but one of the things I remember being really interesting is I think it 
fit nicely between uh, Pipe Dream and Zapier in that it had sort of that user-friendly feel of Zapier while also giving you some of the flexibility and tooling that you might want as a developer. So for those uh, developers out there who are listening to this, you could, for example, integrate with arbitrary applications kind of using OAuth and specifying the, the endpoints that you wanted to hit. And uh, yeah, you could, you could build pretty custom workflows using their tools. They also had a really neat system to organize your branching workflows. At the time, Zapier did not really have a great way of doing sort of conditionals and moving down one branch of a tree. It was all very linear. Now Zapier has a bit of a better user experience in terms of creating branched workflows. Integromat, now Make, has a really nice visual tree that you can where you can see how data flows through the tree and you can branch out or bring things back together. They also have ways to store data between tasks and move things around also between runs. So if you just need to, I don't know, have a counter to say how many times does this automation run, you can do that. You can have a, a number that starts at zero and just increment it every time it runs. Stuff along those lines. I mean, you can get a lot more creative than a simple counter example, but yeah, there's a lot of neat stuff you can do there. So those are the third-party ones, and essentially they all allow you to connect to your tools. So when a Stripe transaction comes in, move something into Pipedrive, the CRM, and maybe add a record in a spreadsheet, and I don't know, maybe do something else, and only do it on the condition that that Stripe transaction uh, is uh, from an email ending in domain XYZ. So you can do that sort of stuff with all of these tools. But there's also internal automation systems that I think are worth exploring and discussing in this same context. And so a lot of project management tools like Asana and ClickUp, I'm sure many of the others as well, have automations built into their systems. And so with ClickUp, we have a couple automations that we use. But you might say that if you have a form for a, a ticket or for a product that you're building, that you want to move that into a particular list and you want to tag it a certain way based off of something that the a user submitted and make sure that a particular team member is notified. You can do that sort of stuff with the automation tools built into ClickUp. Santa has something very similar. So I don't know if you change the uh, value of a custom field to X, then move it to list Y, that sort of thing. But even tools as simple as Gmail, I would consider filtering and forwarding rules to be automations that can save time. So I use a, an app called uh, Reader, uh, Readwise Reader, to go through newsletters and stuff like that. And so I have a forwarding rule for certain newsletters that just sends them there, and that saves me time. And I think there's a lot of neat ways you can use tools within Gmail or other just standard work apps that you might not think of as apps that have automations, 
But oftentimes they do have simple systems to just make your life a little easier. And I think that is worth thinking about in the context of automation. So yeah, that's basically it. I think there's a lot of stuff you can do to save time and be more efficient with automations. But there are some cases where you might not want to do that. But there's, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff to explore. So if you want to hear more about this stuff, make sure to uh, give us a rating in your podcast app of choice. Like and subscribe on YouTube and all of that other fun stuff. And remember, we all want to do something good in the world. So go out there and build something good, friends. See ya.